again this week after the holiday weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. MIAA Commissioner Mike Gracie, thank you as always for coming on and joining me. You bet. Good to see you, Chris. Thank you. Lots happened since we last talked. We took last week off for the holidays, and uh, Division Two football playoffs have uh, underwent. Uh, under started, I guess, underwent. I don't know if that's the right way I wanted to use there, but they're underway, and we're rolling right through the MIAA football playoffs, and up in our neck of the woods, Northwest Missouri State, they're still in, in the playoffs. They're going up to Big Rapids, Michigan this weekend for Ferris <laughs> State, and, and that one about 10, 11 hours away. So that's how things are looking for us on this end, at least. Well, first of all, I'd say, Chris, the, the football committee in Division Two did a really good job with selections and seeding. I think uh, three of the four super regions have a, a one versus two matchup and and in our super region three uh you've got number one ferris state and and number three northwest missouri state so you know really really the only argument you can make probably is whether northwest deserved to be the two seed and have a home game this past weekend but uh you know they took care of business they played great um you know, it was a good year. Uh, I'd say a really good year for the MIAA to get three teams in the playoffs, to have, uh, you know, a team that was actually um, wins a game in, in Super Region 4 and and to, uh, you know, have the chance to uh, to see an MIAA team compete in a different region, a different, a different Super Region. You know, I hope that continues. I hope someday that, uh, you know, perhaps it leads to a, an MIAA semifinal or championship game matchup uh, that would that would be awesome but uh, uh, you know Northwest is still playing they've got a tough game this weekend with Ferris State um, you know I think if they get by Ferris State uh, you know good things think good things can happen but uh, you know Ferris State's undefeated they're they're a great football team they're tough to beat in December um, on their home field and uh uh, but uh, that's why they play it, and, and Northwest uh, certainly has the, the type of defense and the, the type of run game uh, to win December football games. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching it, and uh, hopefully the MIAA will come, up, come out on top. I know we talked about a few weeks ago, too, about what the regions would end up looking like, how many teams the MIAA would get in, could they get three? It looked hard to do in any region at this point. Right. Getting three in an unconventional way of uh, Nebraska Carney going to Super Region Four and uh, a little bit of a change there. So I, I guess kind of your thoughts on how that kind of all unfolded for getting three teams in, and then for Northwest playing a Central Washington team, which if you think of regions, that one kind of this looks at you kind of funny, but right, just getting three teams in though the way M the MIAA did. You know, and it's uh, it's kind of a new rule I think in Division Two where. Uh, the lower seeds in a, a geographic region, seeds five, six, seven, could be moved into another another region um, and, and play a road game uh, if that change helps eliminate uh, a charter flight. And and obviously the you know the the concept is about being financially prudent and trying to have matchups in the playoffs that. Uh, allow more teams to drive instead of fly. And, and we've got some teams, you know, near the border of a, of a region, uh, Fort Hayes State, uh, Central Oklahoma, 
Nebraska Kearney. Um, so, you know, this, this might, this might be the type of, uh, of seating and arrangements we see in future years, uh, with, uh, you know, with, uh, division two football, I think it's, I think it's good for the sport. I think, uh, uh, you know, we've seen in division one where you, you've got teams from the same conference that are, are matched up in the elite eight or the semifinals for a championship game. And if those are the two best teams in the country, um, you know, let's, uh, let's let them decide the, the championship at the championship level and not at the elite eight or the, or, you know, or the, the regional final level. So, um, so I'm for it. And I, I think it's a positive. I was happy to see, you know, Carney go into that super region and get a road win. They, they, uh, you know, they, they did uh, a long trip down to uh, St. Angelo, Texas and, and, uh, and ran into a really good football team this past weekend, but um, it's something new for division two football uh, of being able to do that. And I think it's uh, I think it's very positive development for the sport and, and for the MIAA. Is this, maybe a step down the road of kind of getting away from region, so to speak, just by having the five, six, and sevens able to move to help with financial and just kind of instead of having four super regions, it's top 28 get in and off, off you go that way too. I don't know that we'll ever get out of the regional format for NCAA championships, Chris. I think it's, it's such an important part of Division Two and its identity – and it really is philosophy of trying to control expenses. And, and so the idea that, that you're going to incentivize during the regular season uh, teams staying close to home and playing teams within their, their area, their geographic area or their region, uh, and then using that to help, you know, determine what your, what your championship bracket looks like. I think that I think that to, to some extent will always be with us in Division Two, uh, but I think there's room for improvement, and and I think we can we can figure out a way to do both objectives. One to to be financially uh, prudent and responsible uh, with our resources and to limit uh, travel and and miss class time and all of those kinds of things, and how we determine um, what the playoff structure looks like but i also think that that uh you know we're we're missing an opportunity uh to take care of our student athletes by making sure that the most deserving schools out of the most deserving conferences are receiving the postseason opportunities that they've earned um and that they qualify for and uh the idea that postseason bursts and and uh, access has to be equitable. Um, it, it's wrong in in Division Two athletics. Um, you know, these uh, this is supposed to be meaningful uh, competition, and and you have to earn it. Um, and uh, so I think there's a way to do both. I think there's a way to 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 create kind of a a model that that allows conference champions to kind of stay within their geographic region and then at large teams to be, to be selected and seated more uh, in a, in a national view of, of strength and, and, uh, and who deserves it most. And, and I think that's a, actually a combination that, that division three uses and something that we should probably borrow from, 
from Division Three and how we structure all of our big championships. Last question for you on the topic, and it, it's easy for me to kind of sit back and say, you know, top 28 what's going how much of this is a balancing act like you've kind of already touched on of like the finances part and keeping you know those top seeds regionally but you could send the other ones kind of uh, other places too or how much is this kind of trying to balance everything and make sure that finances don't become a burden on division two institutions when they're trying to go to postseason and not just getting teams in like you talked about the most deserving teams need to be in there as well too yeah, I think it is a balance, and I'm, I'm afraid that the last few years we've been a bit out of balance in Division II, and I, and I think we need, to, we need to hit that sweet spot of, of being financially responsible with, with where teams are going in the playoffs, but, but how we select teams and who gets in, um, you know, we need to scrap this idea that, you know, every conference gets two C or two, two bursts or you know, every conference gets one team and, you know, that's the fair thing to do. Um, you know, we're trying to decide a national champion and uh, the most deserving teams uh, in the, you know, the, the conferences that, uh, that compete at the highest level, um, you know, those are the, the conferences that deserve more teams and the teams that have, have earned the right to, to make it to the championship. So, I think uh, I think our selection process can improve. I think there's some models out there that we can use, uh, but you use the right the right word. It has to be a balance. We have to we have to do it in a responsible way, um, a fiscally responsible way. But we need to make sure we're getting the right teams into the playoffs. Another MIAA team in action this weekend: Emporia State going on to Texarkana. I've been to Texarkana a few times. That's kind. Of- Good, good drive through uh, yeah. scenic, scenic parts of the, the country a little bit, some back roads here and there. Texarkana, Emporia uh, State going down there for a bowl game this weekend too. Yeah, I think these are um, great opportunities for our MIAA football programs. We've, uh, we've been on quite a roll the last few years in, in uh, success in bowl games. And uh, there are two bowl games that are occurring this year uh, in our geographic area, the the uh, Heritage Bowl in Corsicana. And uh, unfortunately, we did not get a team into that game this year, but we did, as you mentioned, get Emporia uh, State uh, in the uh, Barry Live United Bowl down at Texarkana. And uh, uh, I think we're matched up with a team out of the, uh, out of the Lone Star this year. And uh, it's, uh, it's a great uh, you know, opportunity for, for teams that don't make the playoffs to get a couple of extra weeks of practice to uh, provide, uh, you know, something to talk about on the recruiting trail uh, when you're talking to prospects and, and just, uh, you know, a great, uh, a great, a great addition to the season to let your, your seniors have one more chance and your, your young student athletes to have a chance to, to grow and play. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud uh, that Emporia got selected and, uh, uh, hoping that the MIAA continues its uh, unbeaten streak in bowl games here uh, coming up on Saturday. You, you talk about having a couple bowls in the geographic uh, region and everything. You know, a lot of people think Division One. that's where all the bowl games are. But Division Two, there are these opportunities. If, if you don't make the, the playoffs, you still have that chance. MIAA has been pretty successful with, with bowl games. Just how much do the MIAA t- schools want to be in, in bowl games at this point because you know sometimes you have 
a long season and maybe you have a lot of injuries or something kind of keeps you from going, but how, how impactful and how much does the MIAA embrace these bowl game opportunities? As a conference, we certainly embrace it. Um, uh, with, uh, even financially, Chris, we, um, the last couple of years, we've, um, we paid to have, uh, our officials go down and, and officiate the games. And that's, a that's, a, something that the conference covers, um, those expenses and, and, um, you know, we feel that uh, anything we can do to help, uh, these bowl games be successful is important. Our schools have to make a tough decision. You know, there are, there are schools at the end of the year, Chris, that, uh, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, injuries and, and uh, uh, you know, just a, a long season, seniors being ready to call it a, a career, you know, just different scenarios that, that teams have to deal with. And I, I think the teams that make the decision we're going to play in a bowl game, at least from our conference, take it very serious. And it's not, it's not just about, you know, playing, it's about trying to win the game. And um, we've had, uh, you know, we talk about this bowl streak the last four or five years, uh, the last couple of years, we've had some teams that have been down uh, quite a bit at halftime and have made a big second half rally to win these games. So it, it means a lot, not just to be in the game, uh, but to actually come out with a win and a victory and to, to have bragging rights over, um, whether it's the Great American Conference or the Lone Star Conference, um, you know, to uh, to be able to say that uh, that they won that game. Besides the uh, Super Region Finals and, and Emporia State in the bowl game this weekend, uh, not the only sports still going for the MIAA, soccer, volleyball. It's still busy for a lot of uh, teams in the postseason right now, too, just with the playoffs and being able to keep playing late into the year. Yeah, I, you know, I think December is a magical time of the year, not just – not just for the holidays, but also, um, you know, for the MIAA being able to enjoy these postseason opportunities. And uh, uh, yeah, Central Missouri is still alive in women, women's soccer. And uh, we've got, um, uh, you know, our, our women's volleyball uh, regional championship is coming up this weekend at, uh, at UCM as well. And we've got four teams that that have a shot to, uh, to go on and make it to the elite eight women's volleyball. And, um, and, and, you know, we've talked about Northwest and, and Emporia state still being alive in, in, uh, in football. So a lot going on, you know, I, I think our fans, many fans have, have turned the page to winter sports and, you know, it's all about basketball and wrestling and, and soon indoor track, but for the conference office, we're, you know, we're still, uh, we're still cheering on fall sports and that, that makes late December or late November and December fun uh, when you're in a conference office and you've still got teams playing. You brought up Central Missouri still in soccer and, you know, they've been in dominant program for years and you look at volleyball, if you talk about overloading a region with four teams getting in there and four top 15, top 20 teams arguably throughout the whole year. Just what does that say with that region? Just how tough, not just the region is, but MIAA, if there's four teams sitting in there and they're all top tier, top 25 programs going at it and they're all in the same region because they're on the same conference. Yeah, you know, the, the MIAA, as we've talked all year, um, you know, is absolutely loaded in women's volleyball with uh, Carney and, and uh, Northwest Missouri State, Washburn, Central Missouri, all 
uh, having been ranked in the top 10 in the country at one point during the year. Uh, but, you know, what, uh, uh, what's a shame in, in women's volleyball in Division Two is that, uh, you know, perhaps a, a conference that's uh, just as strong, SEMIAA is right here in our region, and that's the Northern, the Northern Sun Conference with, with programs like, um, you know, uh, Concordia, uh, St. Paul, St. Cloud State, uh, uh, you know, historically Minnesota Duluth, um, and and uh, and just great volleyball in the Northern Sun, and you know, we get uh, we get to match up with them and the Great American Conference in our region, and then only one school's going to move on to the Elite Eight out of you know probably um, uh, between the Northern Sun and the MIAA, probably eight to ten of the best fifteen. Uh, volleyball programs in the country. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a sport that, as we talked about with, with football, I think we can, we can probably do a little better job of figuring out how to, how to have some, uh, you know, some uh, uh, financially responsible championship brackets, but, but reward the teams that need to be competing and playing for the national championship and uh, uh, but it'll be exciting anyone wanting to see um, some of the best volleyball in the country uh, this weekend make your way to central Missouri um, buy a ticket and, and watch uh, watch some great volleyball regional championship action. MIAA Commissioner Mike Racy with me here on MIAA Monday. I'll get you out of here on, on this topic it's a very intriguing interesting um, development that you guys have had really for the last six months with the name image and likeness you guys have a new uh partnership out the guys announced i think it was two about a week and a half ago i think if dates are running away from me now that we're in the holidays that i lose track but about a week and a half ago you guys announced a new partnership too yeah we we announced uh and thanks for thanks for mentioning this chris we we announced a new partnership with open doors and uh uh, as I as I've kind of surveyed the landscape of of companies and and um, uh, businesses that are involved in collegiate name, image, and likeness, uh, Open Doors is at the top. They're the industry leader. They've been around for a while, um, more than ten years. They're they're uh, you know they're they're a technology company, and they've been uh, for the last decade. Um, matching uh, uh, athletes with uh, brands and potential corporate relationships. Um, the past nine and a half years, they've been doing that at the professional level and, and for Olympic athletes. And now they've entered into the collegiate space. And yeah, we were excited. I think it was just last week. I think we... Uh, uh, we did it right before Thanksgiving and, and um, announced that we were the first NCAA Division II conference uh, to have a partnership with Open Doors. Um, they have a, a, one of their um, top executives, uh, a gentleman by the name of Blake Lawrence, is actually a Shawnee Mission West uh, graduate, played football at the University of Nebraska. And uh, he uh, he helped launch this uh, this business when he got done playing at Nebraska to help um, uh, students that had exhausted their eligibility or they moved into professional sports to find these these opportunities. And um, so he, he knows the MIAA. He knows the, the strength of our conference. Uh, 
Um, we've seen some of the stats, Chris, you know, we've, we've talked about it on this podcast. Um, the MIAA is rated uh, uh, in the top in the top 15, uh, every uh, name image likeness ranking that's come out uh, since July 1st, looking at, at activity in all NCAA conferences. We've been in the top 15 ahead of in, ahead of a number of Division One conferences. We've consistently been the top Division Two or Division Three conference in the country, and this this new platform will really give our student athletes a place that they can go and discover these opportunities. It's like a job board uh, for individuals that are looking to, uh, you know, use their 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 social media reach or their their brand or their image and connect it with a corporation or business that wants to uh, to utilize their services. So it's a it's a matchmaking service. It's a job board. Um, it's aimed at helping make MIAA student athletes more successful, and it's aimed at helping our coaches when they're on the recruiting trail to tell prospective student athletes. If you want to go to a campus and win national championships, get a good education and maximize your brand uh, more than anywhere else in Division II and also a lot more uh, than, a, than a number of Division I places, the MIAA is for you. So this is, this is as much a place for our student athletes to go and be successful as it is for uh, another recruiting tool for our coaches to use when they're, when they're talking to prospective student athletes. Well, you sold me on it there at the last pitch. So, I mean, I don't want any more questions on it. That was, oh, all right. You got eligibility is. left. So, come on, Chris. Yeah, no one's <laughs> going to take me for number one, athletics, and number two, academics weren't my strong suit either. I, I kind of just got I, – I don't know how I got through some things in college. But, you know, that's that's a story for a different time. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, I think you and I are probably both better on the sidelines than talking about, talking about sports as opposed to – showing our skills so we'll, yeah i really we'll don't need this. to i really don't need to pull a hamstring or tear <laughs> something just warring back up or anything like that so right no it's an awesome opportunity for student student athletes in the miaa and miaa commissioner mike bracy thank you as always for coming on enjoy the conversation and next week who knows we may be talking about a bull victory could be talking about more division two football playoffs and I can guarantee volleyball will still be around because yeah. someone's going to be going on with volleyball at least and talk about Central Missouri soccer too. Absolutely. And maybe we'll give the winter sports a little love next week uh, as, they, as they've started. But Chris, as always, uh, great to catch up with you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this podcast. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you for your time, sir. Yeah.